Gets it scores. Back-to-back breakaways. Connor McDavid peering inside. Dishing. CeCe shoots and scores. one nothing Edmonton in game seven. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Well, the weekend is here. Looks like it is going to be an absolute beauty. It includes a game for the Edmonton Elks on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium tomorrow night. We got the coverage here on 6.30, Chad. The countdown to kickoff will be at 6.30. The game will be at 8 as the Elks take on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We'll have a full preview of that game coming up later on Inside Sports. CFL tonight, two minutes left in the first quarter. It is 8-3, Toronto leading Hamilton as the Argos try to sweep that home-and-home set. Baseball tonight, not going well for the Blue Jays to this point. Top of the fourth, the Guardians leading the Jays 5-0. Man, what an awesome day I had. Absolutely incredible at the links in Spruce Grove for the Gary Dreger Golf Classic, all in support of 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous. I'll talk more about that as we uh, move along tonight. Golf with Bob Stoffer, with uh, Gord and Yvonne, our lucky auction winners who actually donated some money through an auction to Santa's Anonymous to golf with Bob and I. Awesome day. Uh, so so uh, big thanks to Carly Dominic, Kevin Spriggs, uh, all our sales and promotion crew here at 630 Chet and Chorus Entertainment for pulling off a perfect day. And thanks to everybody who participated. Man, oh, man, it was so great to be out there. The weather was absolutely beautiful. And uh, I may have incorrectly filled out a uh, one of those proximity markers i'll tell the full story a little bit later on i i did something a little foolish though i think i had a case uh world juniors tomorrow canada and czechia are going to play at 4 p.m at rogers place currently it is latvia and slovakia and they are in the third tied 2-2 and earlier today it was sweden shutting out austria 6-0 to get the victory in that one. And I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports an assistant coach for the Swedish World Junior Team. He's the head coach at the University of Vermont. And, of course, he is the brother of Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. It is Todd Woodcroft checking in tonight. Todd, you're on with Reed. Thanks for making time for the show. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, Reed. I want to hear how you shot, how you shot today. How'd you do? Uh, our team was a couple over par. It was a scramble. Uh, we pretty much knew going yeah. in we probably would not be the uh, the winners, but we had a lot of fun and we raised a lot of money for Santa's Anonymous, so it was pretty good. And I hit enough good what shots. Great, what a great, what a great charity. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Good to hear, good yeah, to hear absolutely. You guys we're we're really proud of it here for sure. So thanks for asking about that, Todd. Hey, uh, I'll ask you the post-game question. You guys got the victory today, 6-zip. Uh, how did you feel your Swedish team performed today? I think it, it's... You know, when you get into these tournaments, you have such a short time to get to your identity as a team. And, and most of these players uh, have played together at some point in the past, but this is the first time this actual group has been together in an event like this. So when you, when you get your first game, we had a, a, a pretty tough one against the Swiss. Uh, coming into a team like Austria, some people might think that's going to be an easy out, but anybody watching the game saw how hard they battled. Uh, six nothing probably wasn't really indicative of the score there. So I, I think it's a great uh, setup for us to play against a team like the U.S., which is our next opponent, and it's going to be an exciting one. 
Uh, you mentioned uh, finding an identity, and I usually ask this about coaches and players going into a short tournament because so much of what coaches and players and managers do in hockey is prepare for 82 games, 60 games. You know, in the NCAA, you play a few dozen games. How how different you have to approach this tournament in terms of preparation? Because I, I mean, you kind of you don't really have time for a slump in a tournament like this. No, you you got to be firing on all cylinders, and I think that is what you do when you're building the team. So when you're constructing a team like a like a World Junior event, um, you're, you're thinking months ahead of time of how you want to play. You're 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 thinking about the opponents that are going to be the hard opponents if you're lucky enough to get to a medal round. Traditionally, the Canada, U.S., Czech, Spins. So how do you stack up against those teams? And and you have to build a roster that can compete against them. You're not just looking to collect, you know, the best goal scorers in all of Sweden. You you have to think about it and figure out, hey, who's who's going to kill a penalty? Who's going to be on the ice if it's six on five for the other team? Uh, you know, who's going to be the role players? Who's going to be a low-minute defenseman? You know, so I, I, it's, it's a real testament to the, the Swedish Federation. I've been lucky enough to have... Uh, been part of their federation since uh, World Cup in 2016 and you see how much work gets put into it behind the scenes and there's such a really, really smart uh, I don't want to say young but he's probably in his 40s head coach in Thomas Montan and you know we started this conversation you know, uh, maybe 11 months ago uh, before the last World Junior um, and to see the thought that goes into the people that are going to be on this team. And then and then you lose a couple guys. You lose a couple guys that the NHL teams didn't release them. You know, you know we had Eklund from San Jose. Uh, we had Raymond from Detroit. They were slotted to come in, and for whatever reason, they're not, they're not here, uh, whether they were released or they weren't ready to come to camp. And, and you got to fill those holes late. So it's a, it's a really good example of how organized the federation is and also the depth of the Swedish players. It, it might not be as deep as Canada. Like it feels like Canada could field 11 teams, you know, and the U.S. could field two or three teams. Um, but we're, we're doing our best to field one really solid team. Todd, tell me a little bit about your association with the with Swedish hockey, because this is not the first time you've been on a staff for a Swedish national team. Tell me a little bit about how that relationship got started. Well, I, I lived there for five years. Uh, I was working for the Los Angeles Kings uh, in their scouting department and, and ran their European side of it for them and just kind of created relationships with uh, the people in the Federation. And one of them was a young up-and-coming coach. His name was, at that point, his name uh, he was young. At that point, anyway, it was 2008, 2009. His name was Ricard Grunberg. And anybody who's a hockey fan is going to constantly hear Ricard's name as being uh, an NHL coach and we just had a, a relationship pretty early on where we would trade ideas and, and he would uh, answer my questions about Swedish players I would give him information about how current NHL teams were running their programs um, you know I was lucky enough to be on a bunch of world championship teams uh, over the years and, and had some experience internationally and when he built his uh, World Cup staff he had the foresight to want to have a North American on the staff. I just started my, my Winnipeg Jets assistant coaching job, and, and he wanted to have somebody that would give a unique perspective that was very un-Swedish. And it was kind of a daunting task for me because I'm in a boardroom with you know Nick Lindstrom and Matt Sundin and Daniel Alfredson and these guys, and I'm actually arguing with them about players. Uh, and, you know, that was a, kind of an interesting, interesting experience for me. Those guys are the guys that had posters of them on my wall uh, growing up 
And then I have to argue them and say, hey, we, you know, who is going to kill a penalty? Who is going to be on the ice at the end of the game? And I think that's probably why they uh, wanted me to be involved. And, you know, I've had some pretty good experience over the years. We won won the gold medal together. And I think they just, they just feel that they can get a different view of the opponents that we're playing than just the traditional Swedish view. So that's how they've... Uh, come to invite me, and, and I get smarter every time I get here. So it's 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 an amazing experience for me to be part of it. Yeah, well, I, I love how you tell that story. I I gotta ask, what language do you coach in? Have you had to learn Swedish? Has English become an, a universal <laughs> language for hockey? How, how do you communicate? Well, if any of the listeners have ever been to Sweden, and if you haven't, I highly recommend you go. It's the, the greatest country I've been to outside of Canada uh, with the nicest, kindest people. Uh, and they all speak pretty well perfect English. And I tried to learn Swedish. I have a pretty decent language here. I can speak French and possible Russian. And, you know, I can say please and thank you in about six or seven languages. And I tried to learn Swedish. Even still to this day, I still take a course trying to get better. But the moment you speak to them, uh, they come right back at you in English. And I think it's because English is taught from such an early age over there. It's a huge part of their culture. You could be anywhere in the country from, you know, way up north in Umeå down to the south in Malmö, and, and, and everybody speaks English pretty well fluently. So I don't know if it's a, they're embarrassed by Swedish or uh, it's a respect thing or it's just, you know, the way the country is. And so to answer your question, Reed, for these guys, I speak to them in English. Uh, you know, any notes I put up on the boards are all in English, but these guys are all on the track to be NHL players. And part of what I'm trying to do is to show them uh, NHL habits and how an NHL meeting would be and how an NHL room would be and even things, you know, how they come into a room if they're wearing a different logo, you know, from a baseball team or their NHL team. I'm trying to show them that you, you can't do that. Like you're coming in here when you play for the Red Wings if you're Simon Edmondson or if you're Fabian LaSalle and you're going to play for, you know, the Bruins. When you're coming in, like you have to only wear those, those logos. And a little bit of that I think is – Kind of the reason they they want they want me around is to step up and speak my mind on some stuff. Hopefully, yeah. they, hopefully they like it anyway. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Todd Woodcroft joining us tonight at Inside Sports. He's an assistant coach for Sweden at the World Juniors. They win today six nothing over Austria. Also, the head coach at the University of Vermont, and of course uh, Jay's brother. So I got to ask you some sort of uh, brotherly type questions uh the moment for you when jay told you that he was coming up from bakersfield to be the head coach of the edmonton Oilers. i know i know everybody's very busy with with, with their own careers but i uh, i just wonder what that moment of that interaction was like well at that point i'm not a hockey coach i'm not a fan i'm not anything else except a family member that's so proud of an achievement that jay has started that's just one of his milestones that he wants to achieve now, and that was to be an NHL head coach. And I think it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Like, he, this is 17 years in the making for him, right? So he's grinded and grinded and grinded to get here. And it's a great lesson for everybody who's coaching or whatever craft that you're doing. If you keep at it and you work and outwork people, I think you will be able to realize your goals. And that was what happened for Jay. I think he's really talented. Uh, I'm obviously biased, but when he called me and told me all that stuff was out the window, it was just, I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. And then to see the success that the Oilers had, and he was a part of that success, and the success that the organization had, and he was a part of that success, 
that was that was really really uh, proud moment for myself and I know for the rest of our family too. It was it was a great thing to see and and I think the team is going forward. I think Ken's done an amazing job bringing in some players and now it's going to be incumbent on Jay and Dave and the rest of the staff to make sure that they 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 keep this thing humming. You know, you got two of the best players in the world, maybe maybe the best player in our generation to be be in there. So they're they're so uh, lucky to have those pieces and now. They're going to have to keep grinding. But, again, it's funny, but the other 31 teams, they all want to win too. And the other 31 teams, they're getting better in the summer too. So nothing's going to be easy. Yeah. I got to ask you another one from the family standpoint. So we got you, we got Jay, uh, we got another brother, Craig, who's also a hockey coach. Now... Yeah, he's in in, uh, Russia in the KHL. Yeah, so... Can you explain that? Did did two guys follow the other guy? Is there some family gene that wants you to lead and instruct and strategize? Like, what's how do you explain it? Well, I, I think we're we're the prototypical hockey family, right? Like we grew up, you know, middle class uh, in Toronto, which is hockey consumes everything, like it does in Edmonton or it does in Vancouver or Calgary or Montreal or any Canadian city. Uh, in all the small cities that surround those big cities. And, and our older brother, Craig, he was the best player of all of us, all three of us. I'm by far the worst. I'm fourth out of three in skill. Um, Jay was a real good player, too. And we kind of followed him, you know, and his path. And he's a Blackhawks draft pick in the Canadian Olympic team and had a really, really good career and then played NCAA hockey. And Jay as well, um, having a great NCAA career. And then, a, you know, a, he at least got to play professionally. And all three of us kind of uh, figured out early on if we're not going to be a, a, an NHL player, the, the next best thing might be to be working in the NHL and uh, and coaching. And we all have had a, a real passion for it. We had a hockey school together for about 25 years and really enjoyed um, developing young players and then really being around each other. So every summer, all three of us would work at our hockey school, and it was an amazing accomplishment to see so many of those young players from all over the world. We were in like 60 cities at one point, and so many of those players who have come on and playing in the NHL and all that stuff is great, but it boils down to us three guys being together and hanging out because during a year you don't have that you don't have that chance. So being a coach, you you have new brothers, right, and new sisters that you're able to work with, and they're your coaching staff or they're the your the, the staff that you're surrounded with and the and the management and the organization and everybody is driven towards one goal and that's to win and you can do that as your team or you can do that as your family or whatever it might be so we've been we've been really blessed really 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 fortunate that all three of us uh have realized our dream of coaching um all three of us have had some you know i guess measure of success and all three of us are still driven to win at the highest level that we're at yeah Todd, this is great talking to you. I, I, thanks for being so generous with your time. I just got to throw you a couple more. I know you probably got team responsibilities no with Sweden no, I'm tonight. No, good, I'm good. No, it's good. Right on. Uh, so you're coaching at Vermont as well, which means I got to ask you about what you see from a, uh, an Oilers prospect, 90th overall in 2021 defenseman Luca Munzenberger, German uh, defenseman. Tell us a little bit about Luca. We've got two two prospects uh, at University of Vermont, and Luca was the first one, and. and um, I think the Oilers had a really good foresight with, with Luca. Uh, he's a captain of the, of the World Junior team now. 
he's a man at 19 years old or 20 years old, however old he is, uh, and he, he is a character person. There is a lot of, and I don't know Darnell Nurse personally, but everything that Jay tells me about Darnell, about the quality of the person and, and the character of Darnell Nurse, there's a lot of that in Luca. Now, he's got a, he's got a way to go before he's going to be um, at the same level as Darnell Nurse, of course. Um, but he is, he is a really good human being who's an excellent hockey player. He's a very good skating, uh, shut down, maybe a bit too mean at times hockey player, and you can't do that in the NCAA. It'd be different if he was playing in the Western League, let's say, for the Oil Kings. You can do that stuff. But in the NCAA, we've actually had to dial it back a little bit for him and tell him just to pump, pump the brakes a little bit on, on, on how hard he plays. But I think that's something that down the road the Oilers – fans will be happy to see is is you have a, a, a really good human who's going to hopefully wear the jersey and he's a really good player and, and he's got a lot of upside to him well and you already anticipated by my next question in, at the beginning of your answer uh, Yoel Mata uh, also an Oilers yep. draft pick a seventh round this uh, past season and he's a forward Yes, he, he is a centerman, and uh, I was so pleased when I saw his name go on the board, and then especially to the Oilers. Um, you know, Oilers fans who would remember Matt Hendricks, uh, Joel reminds me of Matt Hendricks, and, and I will give a caveat that I'm very good friends with Matt Hendricks, and he's one of the favorite people I've ever coached in my life, and I hope he's not listening because I don't want him to know that. Um, but he is a heart and soul, uh, hard-checking, moose of a man who is really stubborn as a player and I say that with with pride like he he will not take no he won't take being knocked off of a puck he won't take being boxed out by a defenseman he's got like the anyone who's familiar with Finland understands they have a a, a thing in their culture called sisu which is basically you you just keep going no matter what happens to you. So Joel, to me, is an embodiment of that word, Sisu. There, there's no quit in him. And he was determined to be an NHL draft pick. And it happened for him. And now his career, his path to his career is starting. And everybody here in Edmonton is getting to watch him. And, you know, we played Finland in an exhibition game. And, of course, he's a guy who scores an overtime game winner against us. So I wasn't too thrilled about that. But the other side of me, I was very proud of him. He, he's an excellent person. He's going to be a leader of my team as a, as a sophomore, a second-year player, uh, and, and we're tickled that he's here. And, and the, the side story there is him and Luca are best friends. So it's, it's, a great, it's a great thing to see. So happy for those two guys. And they're joining right another uh, Edmonton product. We have an Edmonton player here by the name of Will Zapernick, and, and I'm sure he's going to be at every game, and I don't know if he's going to wear a Germany uh, logo or he's going to wear a Finland logo or he's going to wear a Canadian logo. I'm not sure what he's – I might have to give him a Swedish hat or something, but it's, it's fun to see these guys, these young men, you know, at this point in their life being able to enjoy this tournament, to play in it for Luca and for Joel and for a guy like Will Zapernick here to, to, to be able to watch it too. Todd, I, I really appreciate your time. This was great to get to know you a little bit and to, to touch on the, your, your coaching career and, and the different hats that you're wearing as uh, as you're going through this year and this season. Really appreciate your time. Uh, all the best uh, with Sweden and the rest of the tournament and, of course, all the best with Vermont in the upcoming NCAA year. Thanks a lot, Reed. Nice to talk to you. That is Todd Woodcroft checking in tonight, assistant coach with Sweden at the World Juniors, head coach, University of Vermont, the brother of Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat.